Hey, you, dare to think. Y'all ready to get funky? Pizza's great, but it's not the gospel. Welcome to the campus of LCMSU, everyone. I am the Chancellor, Pastor Marcus Zill. Warning, the show might trigger you. You don't love the gospel. Hey, who let the campus pastor loose in the studio again? Zilly Zilly. We're here in the student union. Pastor Joel Hess. Pastor Hess. Hello. How are you doing? Great. You are up in the windy city of Chicago. Is it really always that windy? It is actually always windy, but I believe it's called Windy City because of the politicians. Is, uh, <laughs> I'm not joking. I really actually Seriously? think that's – I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. And it's – if you live here, you always hear about Chicago, and it, it's real. There's uh, It's basically Al Capone world over here. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you're the pastor at St. James Lutheran Church and School in the Lincoln yep. Park area of chicago and i need to welcome you you are your congregation you are our newest lcmsu chapter there in chicago welcome thanks for having me it's awesome uh, to be part of it saint james for not everybody's familiar with chicago Mm -hmm. what area of chicago um you have kind of a unique setting there tell us a little bit about your context and setting yeah, so, well, if uh, people come to Chicago and they'll, they'll go downtown, uh, Sears Tower and, and Art Institute and uh, the, the Michigan Mile, the, the wonderful shopping, whatever that is. But uh, we're basically just right up the road from there, I think maybe two miles. If you just drove straight on Michigan, you'd eventually run into us. To the um, north. We're to not, the north. Yep, to the north. Not too far from the lake, not too far from Lincoln Park Zoo. Okay. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so really close to close to downtown, but it's a it's a uh, I would say somewhat residential area, but it's all squished together. It's all uh, city life. There's and no you are close. To, you're close to a uh, kind, of, you know, kind of a historic one of our earlier churches, probably in the Chicago area, right? Yeah, yeah, 150 years. We just celebrate that uh, this this year, um, and uh, which is wonderful. Great history here, and we're the daughter of a uh, church that's right downtown, First St. Paul. Okay. Um, that was probably 175 years, maybe. So pretty close to the beginning of Chicago. Okay. Both ladies are looking great. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Looking good. Looking good for their age. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but uh, but you're with you. So you are near. I didn't. I didn't realize this. You had contacted no. me. We talked a few weeks about go about campus ministry opportunities. There, you've have students popping in here or there. You're right. right next door to DePaul University. I didn't realize that. How close are you and what kind of a school is DePaul? We are one block from DePaul. Um, uh, it's a Catholic University, Roman Catholic University, I think Jesuit. Um, I don't, but I'm sure someone's going to correct us on this. But uh, uh, and it's about 20. It's the largest, I believe it's the largest Roman Catholic university in the United States. Um, it's 19,000 uh, kids. And, of course, hmm. it's a lot of them are here um the campus also goes downtown and kids will students will be either here or they'll be in the same semester uh hopping on the train and going downtown for a class um but so, from a train yeah, perspective from you know yeah. how far away are you like if somebody's going to i mean i was really excited to talk to you about this because i've always dreamt that we got to have a good presence with students there's like 150,000 
college yeah. students down in the loop area of Chicago. Sure. How, how close are you by, by train, by, by, by train and rail to, to get the them tr- to get to your church? Yeah, the train goes right pretty much a couple, like, uh, I don't know, less than a block away from the church there. Um, and so you can take that for the schools downtown, Roosevelt University, Columbia University, um, and there's probably a million other ones, you know, smaller or larger. Lots of, lots of art schools. Yeah, art schools down there. You hop on the train. We're right here at the uh, um, Armitage exit. And uh, and then you literally can take the train from here and go to North – just drops you right off at Northwestern University. And then south of that, you got Loyola, uh, and you have um, – ooh, one more. You're going to make me mad. Uh, we got Illinois, Chicago. Um, so a lot of these play because you're on the rail, a lot – and yeah. if I recall, uh, once you get – what is the rail called? What's the system called there? CTA or the, the brown line, red line, they got the colors from. Yeah, as long as you get here. on the train, you, you, my, my sister lives in, in the loop. As long yeah. as you get on the thing, you can drive or you can, I mean, you can go as far as you want. So somebody's it's downtown, they're Northwestern, they're at Loyola, they're right. whatever. As long as you can get on the thing and don't mind being on the, being on it, you know, yeah, you can get yeah. there and you're only a block from, from where you're at. Yeah, exactly. And that's Easy all irrespective of DePaul students who might be right there. Yeah. Already. So that that's fantastic. So if you know anybody yeah, in the Chicagoland area specifically and towards north side of town or the Chicago inner core, the loop area, um, be sure to check out St. James. I'm sure Pastor Hess will take care of you. And all of the we'll take care. are all of your prisoners called Hessians? <laughs> They're called Hessians. Uh, every new member gets a free laptop. And, uh, no, I'm joking. No, but uh, <laughs> run the deal right now. I'm sorry. I just cracked myself up. I'm sure you've never Hessians. heard that one. Oh, yeah. No, I've never heard it. Or uh, Rudolph Hess. Okay. You're a lot of Rudolph Hess as well. So, yeah. That's right. So, but anyways, now you and I, we were talking an interesting topic because you have, you have really a unique setting there. You have a, a large group of, of millennial types, maybe a little bit right. older, young adults, uh, that right. work downtown, business types, white collar jobs, et cetera, et cetera. You're close to DePaul, yeah. you're close to downtown, close to the inner, inner quarter of, of Chicago, um, and so you meet a lot of different types, a lot of thinking adults, maybe even people yeah. that, that aren't Christians. But as I keep telling people, the two big frontiers in campus ministry going forward are community colleges, because um, 52% of all college students go to a community college at some point. Yeah. And yeah. number two, um, urban centers. Um sure. We have to get a grip on, we have done a very good job in the LCMS at the college town, the main college town experience, Iowa City, Lincoln, Nebraska, Madison, yeah. Wisconsin, uh, Champaign, Illinois, where we all have full-time buildings, full-time campus pastures. But if you heard me before, I said, yes, there's about 150,000 college students in the loop within mm-hmm. about a, probably a 10 block area. And, and even I'm dying to go check out Roosevelt university because my understanding is it's like a 25 story skyscraper and the entire college is the skyscraper. It's right in there. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, you, you go up, you know, the registrar and admissions is on floor three, get back (laughs) on the elevator, go up to, you know, your general, general elective classes are on floor 11. The dorms are floors 20 to 23. I mean, it's, it's like that. And we don't know quite what to do with it. And in my 
my position, what we need is first and foremost is a church that's nearby that cares enough to do something about it and wants to reach out to those people. And that's why I'm so tickled right. to have made your acquaintance and to have you on the radio today because you take this kind of seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's one of the reasons I had a fantastic place where I was church uh, in Cadillac, Michigan. Um, and one of the reasons I took this was because of the multicult, the variety of types of people, but knowing um, the, the uh, crazy sundry of colleges here and, and people either working at it or students. Um, yeah, my, one might say of one reason I came here. Yeah. How long have you been there? Uh, just a year. Okay. So, and, uh, me out so now would you say there's a lot of unique challenges to uh, trying to reach out into the community to new people, students, otherwise mid 20 young people in a large city, there's gotta be a lot of like different things that they're experiencing than what you would, think of as somebody going to school at you know lawrence kansas yeah i think i think so i think uh, i think in general when you go to a, a school you travel away you leave home all these sort of things you might feel alone uh in a strange strange city uh, but here the city kind of really expedites that even more right it's it's you're i mean it's packed full of people but if you're not used to living right here in this very crowded area sure. um it could be overwhelming with that um, and I, I think we get people coming in. I know we do looking just for community. They're not even thinking, um, I mean, they know we're a church, you know, like I, I just want, I don't know you guys know Jesus, but they know that, you know, but they don't, they're just looking for a community. And I think um, a home, I believe we can really offer that, um, to a variety of students who are here, never been to Chicago or moved to Chicago, or they're from the suburbs even need no. a, need a home, let sure. alone Jesus. And they not only need a home and they need that community. Sometimes when they show up to college, they don't necessarily realize what they're leaving behind mm. and how much they're going to miss it. That's true. And you think, hey, I'm moving to the big city. There's uh, four, five, six right. million people. There's bound to be. But even in the big city, <laughs> um, community happens. It's just like if you're at a small town of like yeah. 300 people. That's your community. 4,000 people, that's your community. You start getting to bigger cities, they start breaking down into communities. I remember even being, um, yeah. my dad was a pastor at St. John's in Seward, Nebraska, which is like 4,000 students right. when I was growing up. And he used to always tell me, yeah, there's like four little communities within our church. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, and right. So yeah. community happens even in an urban setting. And that community for those that are downtown, it's, it's the loop area. Yep. I mean, that is their little, their little area. Um, some, some towns have, you know, like if you're in St. Louis, for many of our listeners mm -hmm. are listening in St. Yeah. Louis, you've got the Italian Hill area, you have South County, you have all these, you know, St. Charles. It's no right. different in Chicago, but a lot of these young people, they're lonely, but they maybe, they aren't, they aren't ready for the emptiness that can kind of happen when there's so many people yeah. and you feel like you're just a dot. Exactly. I think, I think that uh, not only college students, but I think a lot, lots of young professional first job, first big job out of college here uh, by themselves or with a few people. Um, you're absolutely right. I think, I think the city kind of brings that even more, but uh, Chicago is kind of cool and it has all, millions of little communities, little neighborhoods, um, et cetera. Um, it, bl it blows my mind. And this congregation, um, I, I loved where I was. This place, as far as community, is just beautifully tight. Um, just amazing, uh, the people and, and the, the different types of people that get along here. And 
work together. You know, some of the experts, um, I'm not an expert. I just paid, to, <laughs> I get paid to That's act right. like one. <laughs> no, <laughs> say things. no, but <laughs> some of the no experts research. would say, well, you know, you have to be down there full time. You got to have church down there in the midst of all those schools down on the loop or whatever. And to a certain sure. degree, it, you always hit, oh, it's always kind of a both end. I know you guys are just trying to get more intentional. Right. As you explained to me, you kind of had some people come and you haven't really been as maybe as oh, intentional yeah. as you can. And you want to go yeah. to their turf so they'll come to yours. Right. But the bottom line is, you know, what people don't realize, you have everything yeah. at St. G- you have the gospel and you have this community that these young people need. And I bet those that come there find it in spades. And I bet a lot of your people are like, yeah, but we're not next door to the school you're at. And they're probably like, look, I don't care. I'm looking for a church home. Right. Right. We, and we, with public transportation, I mean, you, you don't kind of live in that world. You live in a three mile area sure. you hop on the train. So these schools technically, if they were, what's really funny in the city is that if this was like in a normal, just a normal sort of mid-sized town, you'd be like, well, that's two miles away. Well, that's, that's basically we're there. Right. I mean, sure. a mile, two mile. It's about Whereas the time. Chicago, it's about the time it takes. Yeah. And for, for Chicago, two miles is like an hour. So there's been times where you're like, I'm not going to bother because I don't feel like going two miles because you don't feel like getting the car, but train wise, it makes it all a lot easier. And well, so they don't even have close, cars. So. If they're downtown, they don't have cars. Right. No, they're just hopping on. But like, if you're down at right Cham- if you're down at Champagne, going to yeah. the University of Illinois, and I was just there right. a couple of months ago um, for uh, Pastor Rick Milas, the longtime pastor. There's a retirement mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. and uh, anyways, I mean, it's just an enormous campus, and you know, right. you could have the campus ministry. It's a wonderful campus ministry, beautiful building, uh, wonderful students there. But, you know, you, you, it's close to one side of campus, but it's 12, 14 minutes from another side of campus. Right. Well, that's no oh, different, yeah, sure. that's yeah, no different the than the distance it takes for somebody from the <laughs> yeah. loop to get out to your church. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so we need, yeah. To, we need to start that's thinking, funny. folks, differently about how we view this, especially in the urban core. Now, yeah. when you have a chance to, I, I get a sense you kind of have a heart to talk to these young people about uh, about stuff uh, they're an interesting group they're thinkers um some right. of them are are tired of the snowflake crowd but yet they aren't right. maybe even believers that you might run into sure um is it difficult to talk about sin and grace and god and creation and in all these types of things with with the college crowd do you think i th- i think if you just live off social media and news stations, the perception would be that everybody has lines drawn, um, let alone students, um, and that they just that's how they are, and they have this morality or they have this worldview, and uh, we're all sort of enemies, right? I, that's how I kind of feel. And yet, it's amazing how when you actually talk to actual people, they don't have people do not have lines drawn. They are not certainly, you know. Uh, even people that on paper are just reading Brad Pitt was talking about Christianity and he literally said, I used to say I was an atheist really just to be a jerk. I really wasn't. And I really believe that's it. It's something I would do. Actually, well, it's like, hip. If I was really annoyed, It's kind of you know? hip to be. It's hip. Yeah. yeah. You don't really mean they even thought about it. And people are amazingly open to 
you know, no matter what kind of world we think we live in, we live in a world people want to know the truth. They want to know the truth about all kinds of things. It's, it's absolutely a lie to say people don't care about truth or don't. No, they do. Um, it's just they don't. They're on guard. They they don't trust it. Maybe they shouldn't because we're so full of all these different people telling you what's true and what's what's right and what's wrong. Um, so I think it's actually amazingly open because everybody's got the same problem. They got sin. They got a bad relationship with dad. They're worried about tomorrow. Um, they're insecure. Um, they, you know, they just want to be loved, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's nothing's changed and, uh, it's a lot easier. It, just nothing has changed in the history of mankind. Here we are people and messed up lives who've messed up their lives. Um, you reach out a helping hand. It's amazing how people open well, up it's and the talk. old, the old Ecclesiastes, nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Every, every time I hear that, I'm like, yep, it's true. <laughs> well, did someone write that? I was gonna, I was gonna quote. I was gonna use that as my. Quote. No, you can't, no, you can't. You can't copyright it. It's already in the Bible. <laughs> this right. Ecclesiastes. Right. No, there's right. no, there's nothing new under the sun. Now, granted, right. I think now I always tell people, um, we always are tempted to think because we watch too much news, yeah. uh, and we understand kind of the political realm. I don't like to talk politics, yeah. but the political realm. Um, and the education realm are kind of many of it, many of it's kind of tied together. And so we tend to get this skewed view of like, we are this absolute enormous minority and we kind of know we're not, but, yeah. but it seems like we are the same That's thing right. is true with, the, with college age young people. Let me yes. paint the picture for you. They're going to state university, wherever it is, just as we're tempted to not post things on social media or whatever about our views or beliefs, they know that they're not going to get through school if they do too much of that. So they're kind of doing this, but most of them are sitting there watching to see this. Would somebody step up to the plate and actually dare to think along with me and tell me something that makes reasonable sense and and we're we get afraid that well they're they're all snowflakes we can't we got to what's what do we have to lose as far as i'm concerned what do we have to lose by reaching out to these young people i think we have everything to gain i'll tell you what they find attractive what they find attractive is one that you cared enough to say something to them two you're not a jerk three you're not baiting and switching them and four you're being actually authentic even if your view on something is different what theirs is Absolutely. And, and amazingly, I've had conversations where I didn't convince them otherwise, whatever their hang up was or whatever, but they absolutely enjoyed the conversation. And I let them feel like because they're new, to, especially when it's someone totally new to the Christian faith or even thinking, why would I expect them suddenly to just like, oh, you made perfect sense. I will now become uh, an elder at your church. It's like, where how can I where, how do I donate flowers? But uh you know, and, and so they do. They do respect that, and they they do want to hear a thought out position, even if they end up disagreeing. You're carefully because the, the whole point of us doing this is not to win an argument, um, but it's to win people. Oh, that sounds like a cliche, but to win more people over. You know, we want them to know the freeing truth of Christ for their benefit, not for my benefit. And this is precisely why anything that you develop there, anybody, any college campus anywhere, you do have to go to their turf you have to show up yeah this is why it's helpful you know they always said at seminary a home-going pastor makes a church-going people well the same thing is true you go to their turf you show you show them that you care about and you genuinely do about what they're learning and engaging in they might be willing to come and listen to what you are doing 
yeah, especially right. if they don't feel like like hey you're you know you're kind of forcing them or or being pushy or obnoxious or or whatever but yeah. you know the world you know, we have 33 percent of all of our college students today are atheists and agnostics or at least they right. say they are yeah i think there's a certain hip factor i think so but um if that's true that's actually exciting to me not because yeah, i want to see people go to hell but it's a lot easier to talk to people who who don't believe in a way because right. at least on a college campus the atheist and agnostic they've had to think through that a little bit yes yeah it's and they, though, that it's means the they care. true snowflakes you don't have a shot at because it's all emotions right right but yep. we can help them guide through a new way of thinking and yep. opening a, a new way of of hearing a new narrative from God's word. And so anyways, we've got, we've got a lot of opportunities folks, but are the, are the needs and problems of these early to mid 20 somethings? Are they really any, like we maybe talked about, are they really any different from anybody else? Yeah, that's, that's true too. You know, I, I, uh, I've been here, I've been, I was in uh, Bloomington. I remember being in Bloomington, Indiana. I had a vicarage year there and the campus ministry there. Richard Welmer, I think is still there. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. He's Um, 114. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. I know, right? No, that's been a long time. He's been there for 87 uh, years. No, I'm just kidding, Rich. That's right. Been there I 20... remember preparing my sermon, and I'm thinking, boy, I got to make something really, you know, I was excited. I make it really intellectual and really, you know, just wow, these professors, uh, whoever goes to uh, that church and faith there. And um, I guess I got done I'm in a, at the end just talking to somebody who's probably a PhD at, at, in uh, biology. And I'm realizing this person actually has the same problems everybody else does. They're they're uh, they want to know is there forgiveness? They want to know is there life after death? Um, they need like the same information and the same truth, the same good news as uh, the working class guy or, or whatever. And I think it's the same thing for college students. Now you got to be aware that, like you said, emotional. I think that is a major. That might be one of the biggest problems in America's sure. emotional thinking. So your their positions are founded because they just don't feel, you know, well, why is that so? Well, I feel like that's probably the case as opposed to, is there any reasonable <laughs> anything to back that up with? Well, um, I mean, my, my whole thing is there's, <clears throat> you know, if, if you're, if you're pro-life, if, if you engage them emotionally, mm-hmm. like the way to, the way to engage, like take a, take a life question. Mm-hmm. The way to engage people on campus with the life question is not by getting in their face the way they're getting in your face. Right. Because you just feed the emotion and then you That's read right. that on your side. You've yep. got to you've got to set up like like I would set up a table. You know, I, I love the if anybody has ever seen the Steven Crowder videos, uh, the YouTube videos where he sets up a table. A baby is a human, change my mind. Or an or a right. fetus is a human, change my mind. And right. let them come and listen to them. Yeah. Don't be afraid to listen to them. You know, we aren't very good at this culture. We just want to kind of fight. That's but, right. you know, a lot of just the yell. international cultures, especially the Asian cultures, I've found that if you listen to them for 10 minutes, they'll listen to you for 20. Right. Even if right. they don't like what you're saying. <laughs> because yeah. they're conditioned to be reciprocal. And yeah. so you need to seek out those reciprocal opportunities. And they're there. Because yes, we, they, they and I'll tell you why, because we have something different to offer than everybody else is giving them on campus, not only right. in the classroom, right. but also the other religious groups, probably. Right. No, you're, we're not trying to get them into a, some other philosophy, or even one might say another 
morality another principle but like this is yeah nobody has what we have and that is eternal life that you can rise from the dead like nobody else is selling that you know even close to that um let alone or forgiveness uh no matter what uh they've done let me just close by asking you this um should we uh should we be afraid of this new generation and then reaching out to them yeah, I, in no way should we be afraid. I do. Th- I think again, you watch media and you look at posts. Even someone you might know posting really staunch political stuff, um, it just causes us just to write people off and assume that, um, like I said, lines are drawn. I think that's what's caused a, a fear in in churches, Christians, let alone evangelists and uh, and uh, pastors, etc. Um, and it's just absolutely a lie. It's just a total smokescreen. This is actually, like you said, I love this time. Um, I actually think there's opportunity for better dialogue than ever because people are actually questioning, why have I been a Christian? Why was I raised? Why is that wrong? Why and is that they can't right? turn to other institutions to get the genuine yeah. deal. They, they, it, yeah. We it's time to, to be who we are, folks. That's right. Well, Joel, thank you for joining me today. I wish we could talk more. I'm going to have to come up and visit you all up there in northern Chicago. That'd be great. Um, Anyways, uh, thank you for your interest in the young people in your midst, uh, DePaul and those maybe in the loop, and look forward to working with you and your congregation down the line. And uh, congratulations (laughs) again on your 150th anniversary. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.